Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. On this episode of the History Worth Saving Podcast, we're talking to a real rodeo clown. Started out as a cowboy, made his way into the entertainment world. Today, our guest is doing what he's always wanted to do, and he's living the dream of the American rodeo. I mean, is there anything more American than a cowboy? Well, listen, the clown, the rodeo clown, the entertainer of the rodeo, does a lot more than what you see. And believe it or not, this is the guy that the Cowboys look up to. They keep him safe. Colt Hart. Colt 45 Rodeo Entertainment is his Facebook page and Instagram. You can follow him there. He is joining us now from his home down in South Georgia. Colt, welcome to History Worth Saving. Glad to have you on. Good morning, and I'm glad to be on. How are you? You're out at the barn this morning. Uh, yes, and you're, sir. And you, you Cowboy, uh, as as the rodeo will allow, because that is... That is the roots of your upbringing, and that's uh, that's what you love to do in the rodeo. Yes. Of course, helps pay the bills. What are you working on this morning? What are you doing right, in the barn? So, so, like you say, I'm a cowboy. We have we have animals to tend to, uh, just like any other cowboy. We got horses to feed, cow, couple cows, you know, um, dogs. You got to get up and handle the business in the morning. They're waiting on us when we get, when we get up. But I'm a cowboy during the week and a rodeo clown on the weekends. Um, and you're right, you know, uh, I'm living, I'm living a dream. It's not everybody's dream, but it's, it was my dream. And, uh, we're, Hey, we're not getting rich, but we're happy. So we're doing, we're doing it the, with the way we wanted to do it. And, uh, it seems to be working out for me and my family so far. Well, God bless you. Now you started out life uh, down there in South Georgia and uh, grew up down there. Then you joined the Navy. Tell me about that because Every boy from South Georgia dreams at some point of seeing the world, I guess. Yes, sir. I guess. Yes, sir. I would think, I would think I, they would want to see the world. You know, I, I sure did. I, it was, South Georgia didn't have enough uh, enough for me, so I had to kind of venture out and, and see the rest of it. So just to get you, just to get you going up until the point of, the, of me joining the Navy, I was, I was born into the rodeo industry with my family. My mom and dad both rodeoed. My mom remarried. My stepdad rodeoed. Uh, my grandfather and great-grandfather were Florida Cracker Cowboys. That means they worked down in Florida uh, working cows. and um, just They were already in this, this cowboy industry. And so I'm like a third or fourth generation cowboy coming into this thing. But we are, uh, you know, in, in different times than they were. So now a cowboy you know you either you could be a cowboy as a hobby or you could make a cowboy as a living and as a as a kid I, my parents worked regular jobs my mom was a teacher i um i looked up to both of them they both rodeoed and were really successful at it but they also took care of the family by doing something that wasn't rodeo oriented but me myself i growing up i loved it i earned a 
I did junior rodeo, high school rodeo, college rodeo. So that means I earned a scholarship. I went to Southern Arkansas University for a year on a full rodeo scholarship. It paid for everything. Uh, I ended up like, I think I made some low grades that made me lose that scholarship. So stepped back home for a little while and was going to a local college and I kept running into a recruiter. And, uh, at that time I, I was, like you said, I was looking to see the world. I'd already been rodeoing a bunch and saw a lot of the countryside. I'd been to Wyoming twice, Oklahoma, a couple times, uh, Texas and, and to several rodeos in Illinois to some, some finals every year I made it to national high school rodeo finals. So, you know, I, I, would seen some of the countryside. I, I wanted to see more. So I talked to that recruiter one day and, uh, he, he kind of sparked my, uh, attention to, to some things and it was about education and your family won't have to pay for your school and this and that. And so I kind of, I, I, I took the opportunity. So I went and took the test. I did all right and, and uh, passed it, signed right up. And then I went home and told my parents and uh, it was a shock. <laughs> it was a shock to them, but it ended up being probably, probably the greatest thing that I've ever done with my life without anybody uh, choosing it for me or putting me in it, you know, it was like something I had to go do. And man, I'm glad I did it. Four years of the Navy, uh, was on USS George Washington, CVN 73, um, stationed out of, uh, Norfolk, Virginia, Newport news area. And, uh, got to go to Italy and Iraq and Greece and Bahrain and Jabali and, um, some of the islands in the Caribbean. Those four years meant a lot to me. Still really good friends with the guys that I was uh, close to then and still in contact and close to now. And so the Navy thing was a, was a plus, but totally something different than all my other cowboy friends and family. Some totally different. Like I'm one of the only ones that I know that was a cowboy and went to the military, uh, that I know in my rodeo, uh, circuit. There's a few others, but not many. I had a friend that uh, grew up on a cattle ranch and he joined the Navy. And I asked him, I said, why did you join the Navy? And he said, they don't have cows at sea. <laughs> Well, it's kind of like the reason I got out. Why did, why'd you get out of the Navy? Well, they didn't have enough dirt. I had to get right. back to the rodeo. Well, you, uh, you've they, made a name for yourself, cow. though. You, you have made a name for yourself as a cowboy and in the rodeo. And yes, sir. this thing is not hard. It, it's it's not something that, that, that is easy to do. It's hard to do, and it's hard to do for a reason because you have to have a passion for it. But I think yes, more sir. importantly, there, there's, no, there's no test <laughs> for, for a rodeo clown to take. To see no, if you could, the, it's not like becoming a welder or an aircraft mechanic. I mean, there's no test for this other than being in the ring. And, and it's, that takes, an, it's almost a man. It's almost like it's a natural thing. You either got it or you don't. That's right. And, and the only way to tell will, uh, a lot of guys will <laughs> attempt it. Yes, yeah. exactly. The only way to tell is to get out there and do it. Let's talk about that because you started out as a bull rider, if I remember correctly. Bullfighter. Bullfighter. Okay. Yes, now, sir. Didn't what did you ride in the rodeo but though? I had I was a roper. I was actually oh, I grew up. Okay. Yeah, my dad and my um my my uh my stepdad and my mom both knew how to rope really good, and they that means they 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 could catch cows with a lasso pretty fast, faster than the other guys, and that's that's the competition in rodeo, you know, roping the cow around his right. head and tying him down and all that stuff. So th I was good at the roping events. And that's what earned me my scholarship. I was really fat, a fast roper. Um, but being around rodeo it, my whole life and just knowing people and as a kid idolizing the bullfighters and the rodeo clowns, 
So, so when I was in junior rodeo, I did ride steers and, and the, the junior level of bull riding. I did do that. I was, uh, the first year I ever did junior rodeo, I was the all around cowboy. And that's, that's the championship you want to earn. That means you were the best at all the events. You earn more money than any of the other guys on all the events total. So that, that all around championship is something st- guys still go for, you know, um, but for me, uh, I'm, I'm still a competitor. I'll still I'll still enter rodeos sometimes if I'm not clowning one. Or even if I'm clowning one and somebody says, hey, Colt, you want to rope? They'll remember that I was good or something and they need to run. So they'll say, I'll, we'll rope with him. He's good. Uh, so and, and, and I still get to compete sometimes. But I focused on, on something else. I, I went to fighting bulls. So I was getting paid to protect the cowboys. I was taking a lot of hookings and taking a lot of horns in the ribs and getting tossed in the air over the fence. And, um, as I got a little older and and close to like like 30, I, uh, my, my fiance got pregnant and things started changing. So, you know, you start looking at the danger and the, and the, and the harm that can happen to you and you, you see it in your family's eyes. They, they, they're watching you. So uh, it was time to step back from the danger part of bull fighting and messing with those bulls. And I, I got just so happens. I was blessed that with a witty humor and I had that rodeo-oriented background, so rodeo clowning fit. And when I started being a rodeo clown, the pay went way up and the danger went way down. So it was a better fit for, for me and my family, plus my wife wasn't as mad at me and, and what didn't have me by the ear. Yeah. So, <laughs> right. so you know, the um, but the, the witty personality really helped and just mainly knowing the rodeo and how it worked and timing. And a rodeo clown has a purpose. And that purpose is to, uh, it used to be to, to distract the bull, but that's what the bullfighters do now. And the rodeo clown is to distract the crowd when there's any time that things slow down or a bull's taking forever in the shoot and giving their rider a hard time or if a, uh, some kind of barrier breaks and they have to hurry up and fix it while, while I hide that with my humor. So while that's going on, I spot it and I start talking with that announcer and making the cheer, making the cheers loud or, you know, do some dancing out there to make the crowd laugh or give out, you know, give out some t-shirt. It's whatever it comes to your mind at that point in time, tell a funny joke. And then when you look back over there and they're done fixing that bull or fixing that rope, then you kind of end your joke and end your deal. And it's back to the rodeo. So it's like, I'm a, there's a purpose there. And, um, I'm really good at spotting when I need to talk and when I don't need to. And that helps me get my next job. I think it's great, and I've seen your shows. They're they're amazing. You do a great job with it. And the cool thing about it is Thanks. this is a slice of Americana that I think a <laughs> yeah. lot of people uh, don't even realize it's there. Now, we're not talking about the big rodeos that you see on television and all that kind of stuff. Right now, where you're at in your life and where a lot of the rodeos are at is the small town behind the VFW Hall, out at the county fairground, wherever it might be. This yes, is sir. where real American cowboys come to ride and prove what they're worth and maybe a chance of of earning a payday how many of these are still going on in the u.s because i think a lot of people don't even think about it they don't but it's a it's a it's like you know us cowboys we don't think about every drag race that's going on or every checkerboard game that's going on or every hockey match that's going on it's going on but if you have to be, you know, into it or looking for it or, or see a sign to, to kind of catch on to it. Uh, if you're not an everyday, you know, cowboys, a lot of people in the city, they think, oh, gosh, I'll still do this. You know, and we're over here like, man, where you been? This is the America's oldest sport. We've been getting it since 1850s <laughs> right. or whatever. You, you got to still, uh, You still stand 
for the play. <laughs> yeah, we, we still, still do stand the national for our flag. Anthem. Yes, sir. This is you one nation the, under God. We always do that. One of the things that, that struck me about it, and you know, from from the air show world that I participate in and the live event side that I narrate, you don't you don't see that at a lot of professional sporting events anymore. They've just sort of. <laughs> You know, they'll, they'll do the national anthem or whatnot, but they've, they've brought politics into all of that now. And this seems to be, uh, much like the airshow world, one of the last bastions of, of what I remember our country being like when you would go out and you would see an event like this. You have the, the grand entrance parade and everybody rides in with the flags. I mean, it's really, it's really something to see, a spectacle to see. And it's a, it's it a look, not only a look back, but it's a look at what is still going on well it's culture all across it's tradition the yeah it's culture tradition and cowboys i'm telling you are prideful about their country they're about their families and about rodeo and about god i mean really they are i mean we're not none of us walk a perfect line of course but we are cowboys and we we teach our kids to pray you know, and we, we teach them to stand up for that flag, not and take a knee. And we take a knee when we're talking to the man upstairs or remove our cover. But we do. We, we, find that, we find that important in our lives, and we all embrace it, not just one rodeo. Like, I've never been to a rodeo in California, but over there in California, they do the same thing. Those cowboys, we can walk up to them, and we know how it's supposed to work. You take your hat off, and you stand up for the flag. And you bow your head and you pray for, for to the man upstairs, and that's just how we look at it, and that's how we see we see it. So right now in our country, when people are on TV and they're getting paid the big bucks at NFL, and they're taking a knee because they don't want to stand for our flag, then it it really offends us guys. You know, we're we're over here like we're over here like trying to you know make our country better. And you're over here as a bad influence and getting paid for it and in, endorsed by big endorsements like Nike and. And things like that. So you, it, it does drive us crazy a little bit to see that. But hey, we're we're nobody's going to tell us that we have to stop doing the national anthem or stop doing the prayer at our rodeo because that is something that is embedded in us. And I think that's going to happen until they stop letting us have rodeos. And I hope that never happens. I want to talk a little bit about how you can follow these things because, as you said, you have your Colt Forty Five Rodeo. Inter- is it Rodeo Entertainment? Colt Forty Five yes, Rodeo, Rodeo Entertainment. And I also have the Instagram page, and and that's a Facebook page as well. And well, you can follow that for Colt, and you can find out where he's going to be. But if you want to track your local rodeo, if you want to track what's going on at this at this circuit, talk to us about it because it's a point system. So yes, Cowboys sir. come from all over the country to their local rodeo, and they participate yes, in a point system, and then. Eventually, if you're really, really good, you can wind up now, I guess, in Dallas-Fort Worth for the National Rodeo Finals. That's right. It's, well, there's that, and, there's, okay, there's so many different ones. There's there's Las Vegas for the PRCA. That's called the National Finals Rodeo NFR. This year, because of COVID and everything, they've moved it from Las Vegas to Texas because they had that. They're having it at the. Uh, they're having it at the, the baseball field there. They're actually right. going to open it. Maybe open up the roof or whatever. But let me just. This going to get too far away from where we were. What we were talking about, but um, the the rodeos have circuit, and we have like I'm a member of since I'm an independent contractor as a rodeo clown. I, I work for any kind of rodeo company there is. So we have several different associations. That, and circuits that these guys chase and they chase all of them because they're they're doing it for a living so these guys I, I like i'm a member of five five or more associations and that means i buy into their membership i buy a 250 fifty dollar membership card 
last all year long. You get to go to their rodeos, and, and other people know that you have that, that membership card, and they'll call you to work their rodeos and, and things like that. But the competitors, they follow those around, and that's how they make money. So they make these cowboys that, like, I, I go to a rodeo to, to work for the weekend as a rodeo clown. I'm there for, if there's two performances, I'm there Friday night, Saturday night. If there's three, I'm there Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But these cowboys, they're coming in on Friday night. It'll be a whole different group on Saturday night because the guys Friday night are headed somewhere else to another rodeo. And the guys from Friday night that weren't there, they all come from another rodeo to our rodeo Saturday night. So they're just chasing these dreams. They may hit six or seven rodeos a weekend. My friend, my friends and family, they, they hit it hard. So they're going all these different rodeos to try to win first place at all of them. You know, some they may win, some they may just play second or third, but they're trying to collect that money, and they add it all up. The people, the associations add it all up, and then at the end of the year, whoever's your high-money winner, that's your man. That's your that's your saddle winner, your your award-end winner. Uh, you win buckles and money, and, I mean, that's, that's, your, that's who you – that's how that's determined. So you can go on these different association pages on Facebook and things like that, or go and follow them on their websites because they have results for, for the different ones. And the one I'm mostly involved in right now is called International Professional Rodeo Association. That's IPRA, and that's out of uh, Oklahoma City. And that's where our finals are every year in January. So in January, that everybody that's, that's when everybody goes out there and battles – for three or four rounds of a rodeo and that's where they win more money out there because there's a each round that they have is a lot of money then you win an average money so whoever does the best out there that weekend they win another check for that and that all goes to tally up for their year in their year in uh cash earnings and so that that guy can walk away with lots of cash and lots of prizes and also, you know, he gets that clout. The thing is, for Cowboys, it's definitely about the money so we can pay bills and keep doing what we love. But it's also about that It's about that glory. It's about that gold buckle. It always and, has been, hasn't it? Yes, sir. And you walk around <laughs> with that, but we get to wear our trophies. We're a NASCAR right. driver. He gets that big cup. He has to put it in his big, rich house that nobody ever goes to where Cowboys get a gold buckle and they slap it on their new belt that they got and they walk around with their shirt tucked in where you can see that gold buckle shining because they have pride in it. I want to talk a little bit about about the not not just what you do at the rodeo and how your act has changed because I've seen it change. You you brought yes. in you brought in you brought in Magic Mike, your yes, favorite sir. pony. You brought in, <laughs> you, you you have you have something for everyone and the cool thing about being a rodeo clown, as you said, you're the glue that keeps that show held together, and it's it's an incredible situational awareness that you have to have. And if you haven't been to one, I'm telling you, you gotta go see one of your small town rodeos. And if you can go see Colt Colt Hart, go see him. You can follow him at Colt Forty Five Rodeo Entertainment there on Facebook or Instagram by the same name. But but talk to me about what you're seeing out in the country right now, because our show, this show, History Worth Saving, is all about great American stories, and it's about bridging that divide. We're so divided right now in this country, and we have shows about every facet of this country, down the left side, down the right side, and, and the hope, Colt, is that we can we can have a, a, a meeting place, a bridge here on this show to reach out yes. and to people that you might never have met or you might not agree with, and, and that's the hope. But what do you see out there when you're driving around this great country of ours? What, is, what does Colt see uh, right now with our country, where are we? 
Well, we I see, I see a lot of things. You know, um, depends on what time of a uh, year we went this year. Let's just go with this year. I mean, we get to see the beautiful, you know, countryside. I, I say from from my little hometown in uh, South Georgia, down here in Waycross, where I'm from, or Patterson's, where I actually live. Patterson, Georgia, small town. One one caution light or one red light. Um, but when we leave here, we get to see a lot of stuff. We 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 go past through Atlanta. We get to see all the craziness what was going on with the protesting. That was scary. We didn't know if we should take our kids with us or not. Uh, we saw a friend of ours on Facebook uh, get attacked by the protesters with their truck and trailer, and it was a family going from a, a high school rodeo. Um, they threw you know stuff in at their horses, and it was just crazy. And we saw all this, and it's getting shared on Facebook at the beginning of, of all the rioting and the protesting. And so we we see we saw that. So we actually had to go through Atlanta where it was at. And um, we never got involved in anything, but we could see it going on. We uh, we got stuck in four or six hour traffic. We had to go a different route, the way around Atlanta, you know. Um, but besides that, we go farther. We go up into Tennessee. We've been to Gatlinburg this year. Um, we've been to the Pigeon Forge. We had a rodeo just outside of there. We've uh, we've been to Alabama. Um, we see stuff going on in Alabama. There's like there was a lot of action going on over there. I don't know if it was protesting or what, but it was just it was just stuff that there was some negativity going on. So you know, we, me and my kids, we're looking out the window just seeing all this stuff as we go by, and it's thankful we are from South Georgia. We're thankful where where things are slower, um, and slower paced, and less traffic and less craziness because it didn't affect us as bad down here as it did those bigger cities, and that that's what we saw this year. And that was a little bit scary. And we also didn't get to travel as much this year. We went from having almost 40 rodeos scheduled and written on a calendar to maybe 10 rodeos by the end of this year. And that's a big effect on us, you know. Oh, yeah, your bottom but, line for sure. But. Oh, yeah. So that's when the cowboy stuff comes in, you know. That's when I start riding horses for people, breaking horses that have never been broke and getting paid a monthly pay on those horses. And so that kind of stuff worked. But, the, you know, we see it all, and we just take it in. But we we are blessed that we are from the little the little town down here where we are from, and this is where we like it. You know, we go off. We're excited to go off, but we're also glad to come home. I think that's great. And you know, I I don't know about you, but when I get out and I look around this country, and you start talking to people, not yes. not listening to what's on the news and not listening to what you hear on the news, but when you talk to real people, it seems like. You, you get this sort of hope in your heart that maybe maybe things are not as bad as everybody's right. saying they are. Yeah, you are right. The great thing about the rodeo is there are cowboys of every color, every creed that show up, and they have that hope in their heart, as you said yes. earlier, to be the best there is and, and to participate in this great sport, America's first sport, as you heard Colt say. And I, I think it's wonderful. Where are you, you going to be next? Because now we're kind of getting into finals season, aren't we? Yes, we're getting towards the end of the year, and that's when they start having the final. So what they'll do is they'll they'll kind of stop at the, sometime in November they'll, or October or November is when they stop all the rodeos for the year 2020, and that'd be the end of the year. Uh, and that you know, and then they start collecting, you know, adding up all the money won and making sure all that's perfect and nobody made a mistake. And then they start having placement for their finals and stuff. And then you get notified of, as a clown, you know, I'm, I'm waiting on the call to see if I got any of the finals and this and that because you get voted in on these things. So finals time is around the winter. And when you got winter coming, you also, your rodeos naturally slow down. It's, it's just too cold outside. 
uh, the, the, the weather conditions change a little bit, especially like in, in different states than jo- other than Georgia. It gets very harsh. I mean, in these, we have rodeos from uh, Indiana and Delaware and Wisconsin all the way down to, to Florida. So it's to have those states slow down on their rodeos, we always kind of slow down and have those finals during those months. And uh, right now, it's all we all look at it as like, okay, we need to make as much money as we can right now and set it back so we can coast through those winter months. But just because just so happens in the winter is when Christmas is, and that's when you got to buy all the stuff. That's right. So, you know, you're slowing down at a bad time, but, uh, you know, we, we know it's coming. I, I hear you. Now, Now listen, you're, you're a traveled man. You talked about your Navy time as we just wrapping things up here and getting closer to the end of the show. Yes, you've, sir. you've been all over. You you told me one time that you went down to the Canary Islands, <laughs> and that and that you, you found know? out you found <laughs> out there are no canaries in the Canary Islands. Uh, yeah, and the same thing on the Virgin Islands. There's nope. no canaries there either. <laughs> <laughs> no canaries there. I, I, mean, I I love that you remember some of the my jokes. I, that makes me feel good that somebody was paying attention. I think it's wonderful what you're doing and the way the way that you weave and bob like a boxer out there in that arena is just. <laughs> It's remarkable. I mean, it really is remarkable. And I think a lot of people, they just see the caricature of your of your nickname, Colt Hart, Colt 45. I mean, it's the perfect nickname for a rodeo guy. <laughs> Thank you. But but I, I think it's wonderful. And none of the kids understand what we're talking about on that. But they can look it up 10, 15 years from now, and then they'll laugh too. But but here you are out there in this arena, weaving and bobbing around bulls and all kind of craziness. And you just keep the whole crowd entertained. And I think it's fantastic. And I... I wish you all the best. And, of course, it's Colt 45 Rodeo Entertainment. Now, you're out in the field right now. You working a horse? Yes, sir. I'm not working a horse yet. It's kind of raining here today, so I'm just kind of I'm, I'm straightening up the barn. I just Getting got done ready. Feed, yeah, feeding, feeding some hay to some stuff. But it's kind of messy today so uh, with weather, so I'm not going to really saddle anything up to get rained out or anything. So I'm just taking care of stuff that I can do. Um, you know that's that that I don't do when when it's not raining. I'm boss to the wall, man. I'm saddling horses, riding stuff, getting kids from school, picking them up and <laughs> dropping them off, and it's it's boss to the wall. And then I look forward to that Thursday on Thursday nights when we usually leave out for a rodeo. So I'm like, gosh, is it Thursday yet? Is it Thursday? Time to go. Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready to go because I mean we do we tr- we try to turn our time into money because you know we have those days off during the week and that's when the like when I say the cowboy stuff kicks in. I think it's I know. Great. We're looking for that next rodeo. Blythewood, South Carolina, though. That's the next one, November 6th and 7th. And you can follow along with Colt there and all of his annex and all of the fun there at Colt 45 Rodeo Entertainment. What do you want people to remember about you, Colt? Man, When Colt it's all 45. said and done. I mean, when it's Colt all said 45. and done. You, you, know, I just, you were the uh, greatest rodeo clown to ever walk the face. Of the, what, do you, what do you really hope that people take away from this? I just want to go down as as a good clown and, and doing what I love because I, I don't want any enemies. I just I just want to have everybody cool with me and I'm cool with them. So the thing is, I, I care if people like me or not. Some people say I don't care if anybody likes. Me. Well, I kind of do. I care if people like me. I want I want a lot of people at my funeral. I, that thing that it's important to me that everybody uh you know is is cool with Colt 45 and I want I want to not offend anyone I want everybody that that I, uh, that it comes in contact with me and my clown and I want them to be you know their mind taken off of reality and just have fun for those couple hours that they're with me and out there while I'm joking around you know so I just hope that I go down as one of the best rodeo clowns ever I think that's a great goal and I hope we have you on this show quite a bit because it's fun to check in with you every once in a while and find out what's going on I want to come to a rodeo 
Yes. And, and I want I want to just be there in the wings and see what it's like from your end. You need to come in and hang out with me one time. We're going to uh, do it. And, and I'm going to bring you to a show. Stage and everything. Yes, sir. Bring you to an air show and we'll get you being a rodeo clown at an air show. They wouldn't know what to do if you ran out there in the middle of something. Oh, man, absolutely. You give me a microphone, I promise <laughs> I can make them laugh. <laughs> <laughs> no canaries, I I you know, no, no canaries. No canaries. You know, and I was going to tell you one more joke, man, one before we have to get off, and I know we got to go, but That's I was going to tell you. So just, just you know, a clown has, every rodeo clown has his clown barrel out there to, to run away from those bulls, and people think you just jump in there and everything's okay. But I was going to tell you, my clown barrel is not a normal clown barrel. My clown barrel is more of a magic clown barrel because when that bull comes and hits it, it turns into a porta potty all of a sudden. <laughs> it's dual purpose, right? <laughs> it would be that for is me exactly too. Exactly right. Colt Hart. You, hey, if you don't believe me, you could ask my wife. She does the laundry. Oh my gosh, Colt Hart. <laughs> Thanks but for no, coming it's on, been a, It's been a, it's been a great morning with you, Matt. I appreciate the time. Uh, but yes, we still stand up. We still pray, and we're all about rodeo. All right, Colt Hart, everybody. Colt 45 Rodeo Entertainment there at Facebook. Colt, thanks for coming on. Always yes, sir. a pleasure. Have buddy. a great day. Thank you. Listen, if you haven't already subscribed to our newsletter, please do so. You can find it at historyworthsaving.com. And as always, as I say every show, get out there and get to know your neighbor. You can't like them if you don't know them, and you certainly can't love them if you don't like them. Get out there and make it a great day. So long for now, everybody. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.